Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hello, 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 and welcome to one of my favorite times of the week. It is Forbes Factor Hour. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. I've got some great guests. We are actually all over Facebook right now with 1.5, 8, 9 million people. I don't know. It's getting, it's more and more crowded there. And I've got the best guests in the world. One, I've got my beautiful daughter, McKenna Riley. Hello, McKenna Riley. Hi. Let me kiss. I like this. I'm enjoying being a mom more than I've ever liked being a mom. You know, you said, so, oh, I have this one hair. Can you take that one hair and do something with that? And then I've got, oh, look at that. I've got Alex Stern. Uh, Alex is just a teddy bear. He'll tell his own credits, and so will Hannah. But today we're going to have a conversation about getting what you want. That's how this whole thing started today, and that will be one of the focuses. And they've also are going to share their summit. Um, one of the things I want to share with you guys, I, I often talk about personal things. And just to start kind of personally, I don't know if you've realized it, but it's, is it getting a little weirder, the world? Come sit up here. Okay. Are you noticing... I took my son to get his driver's test, his driver's license yesterday, and I felt like I walked into a movie. Literally, the chairs are six feet apart from each other. Everyone's wearing masks so nobody can see each other. And I had him standing next to me, McKenna, and at one point they were like, no, no, you need to go sit over there. I'm like, he lives with me. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. Then when he took the test, very much different from yours, I sat next to him with a phone, and they said, if you say a word, your son will be disqualified. I'm like... Oh my God, I talk all the time. How am I going to do this? And he, does something, and he did something wrong. And I was like, oh. And then the woman is out there in the back of the, the DMV. They've set up a whole driving course telling him what to do. And I, did, I don't think I breathed for like 30 minutes. Like, <gasps> anyway, he passed. Everything's fine. But I'm emotionally scarred for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. What are your weirdest new age experiences so far? Um, waiting in line to get into the grocery store. I think has to be like, what am I doing here? Like I'm sitting there for 20 minutes just waiting to like get in, which is pretty strange as well as like school. I don't actually, I take virtual school, but like I see my brother and he is, they're full blown in class on a computer screen. Like they project them up there. It's like, it's really crazy how like as humans, we all adapted to this coronavirus and we did kind of adapt pretty quickly. So, Alec, welcome to the party. Hannah, Alec, you've been around the block one or two times. What is the craziest thing for you about all this? Uh, well, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, just all the distancing that we're required to do, both, you know, physical, social, you know. Uh, I spent more time in my home in the last uh, sort of four or five, five months, I guess, than I had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I could tell you every nook and cranny and crack and, you know, every, any cobweb I saw, you know, just staring and staring at walls. So, so I think that's, that's been difficult, but, but obviously trying to capitalize and making the most of it. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the new reality will be? Is this going to change? We're going to go back. We're going to move something. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So, so I'm not a fan, you know, people talk about, you know, let's think we're going to have to think outside the box or get back in the box or there's something about a box. There's no box. I mean, (laughs) everything going forward, it could be a rectangle, a cylinder, like, I don't know what it is, but it's not going to be the same. And I do know that virtual is here to stay. Everyone has gotten used to virtual uh, doing all kinds of things virtually that, Mm. that it's going to stay. And, and, 
the businesses that have figured out how to adapt to using virtual to their advantage today will, will use it later to supplement in more touches to their customers and engaging with their customers than they did before. The days of waiting for someone to, you know, you might market to drive people back in, but the days of waiting for them to come back into your store, you know, I've talked to so many store owners. I've got, you know, a block from my house, you know, our Newberry Street, you know, shopping district and restaurant district and talk to so many small businesses about how they need to adapt and change what they're doing today virtually uh, because it's here to stay. And if, if you can get more engagement and touches with your customer, I heard so many say to me, well, I'm, I'll get back in touch with my customers when I can open again. I'm like, miss, like miss, you should be doubling down and engaging with them now, you know, in preparation for the time when you can come back in. And by the way, you can, they can buy from you and work with you today with not coming back in if you do it right. Hey, Alec, tell everybody who you are. Uh, we're heard around the world, and you have some impressive credits. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Uh, happy to. Um, so, uh, so I'd like to say uh, a serial entrepreneur who likes cereal is uh, <laughs> the tagline. Uh, uh, that Cheerios would be the, the current front runner. Um, but so I've, I've been on the founding team or co-founder of eight companies with five exits. I've had two IPOs and three acquisitions. Most notably, I was on the founding team of Constant Contact uh, when we had three of us in an attic. Uh, we were in Boston, Massachusetts, so we only had an attic. We if we were in California, we would have had a garage. So there were three of us in an attic when we started. And what was the thought process when you started that one? Yeah, I, I had a couple of other companies. Uh, you know, small businesses have been in my DNA and startups in my DNA, solopreneurs. Uh, you know, did, just worked, did a lot of work with them. And I had a couple of other startups that were doing things for small business. But there was nothing on the front end on the marketing side. And at the time, Amazon and others had agencies and enterprise tools and, and all the resources they needed to do their marketing and spin up their marketing engine. But mainstream small business had nothing. So the real original premise was how do we level the play, playing field for small businesses against their big competitors? And so that was our sort of lofty vision. And when we went out and interviewed and talked to our target market of small businesses, of what they wanted, uh, what, you know, what they didn't have they wanted more of, what they did ha didn't have and they wanted, and, and what their visions were. We, we, and then we shared what we were going to bring to help them engage with their customers, stay top of mind and drive them back, drive revenue, drive no new customers, et cetera. You know, they got wide-eyed with the idea. So we knew we were onto something, and then we discounted the thousand no's we got when people told us, no, that will never succeed. No, you'll never get funding. No, you'll never get customers. No, you'll never sell to small business. I could count the no's, which meant not now. In my, my book, I never hear a no. I hear not now. So we converted a lot of those no's to yeses later. Nice. I love that. McKenna, if you had to ask him a question, because we used Constant Contact in the beginning, what question would you ask Alex? Why is it on your platform that we would get a 30% open rate and on every other platform <laughs> we get like a 15% open rate? That's an ex excellent question. So we were the first. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time working with the internet service providers and all of the, all of the domains and everyone that was receiving emails. Because imagine billions of emails going on a month, a monthly basis to those domains. And they don't, they don't care, you know, as a small business, they don't care if you're doing it on your own and you do something wrong, they will throw your stuff on the floor. They'll never tell you it's been blocked. They'll never, you know, share any of that. But we had, a re we had an ongoing relationship. We were single opt-in. All other services had to be double opt-in where we you know, go through all these hoops to get, you know, to get someone approved to receive. But then if there was ever an instance where somebody complained, no matter what level of complaint, 
we would get the under the covers we would get that complaint feed it into our system it would flag an account we'd have a conversation with that small business to understand the origin of their list and and names now and we don't know which individual one was blocked that was part of the agreement and because we had that relationship and they knew we were going to stop and talk to any small business where there may have been a uh, you know kind of a, a flag or a block or a or a complaint then they were willing to let our let our stuff go through in in greater numbers uh, in some cases triple and quadruple to what others got simply because we it was relation, driven by relationships and a trust you know for us being a trusted sender and and that we we did vet people coming in and also vet them if there was an issue. Well, and for those people who don't necessarily know what we're talking about, Constant Contact, like many others, is a, a platform where you can manage your emails. And, you know, all those emails that you get good, bad, or indifferent can come from this kind of a system. Well, McKenna. Well, the, the one thing I just always thought was so cool about Constant Contact, and this was before, I guess it changed a little bit, Um but the one thing that I thought was cool was uh, one email we sent out, we actually got a 46% click-through rate. And that is pretty much unheard of in email marketing. So thank you for putting together such an awesome system. Now, so, for those of you watching, McKenna is 17 years old. How do you know about, I mean, it just blows me away that you're sitting here talking statistics <laughs> with Alec about our open rate and our click-through rate and how much, what is it you do? I'm an internet marketer. I uh, teach people how to make money online and how to grow their businesses uh, through the global web. Yeah, so, so I want to comment on that. Uh, so you're thanking, uh, obviously, the platform of Constant Contact for getting that great open rate. Mm-hmm. But you should thank yourselves and pat yourself on the back because it's around engagement. You are, you are, you are spot on with engaging with your audience such that, that there's an affinity there. There's a relationship. It's not like you're showing up every six or nine months and sending a campaign and they're like, why am I getting this? Who's Forbes Riley anyway? Who's McKenna Riley? Like, they, they, they know you. You're a known entity. And, and because of the engagement that you're, you're having with them on, on many levels, you know, you do so much with that audience that it's, it's, it's coming into that inbox. It's received. It's, it's wanted. It's the rush to the inbox to look at versus, you know, all the sort of the other stuff that we, that we get by day. And they'll seek it out and want to open it. Well, I'm glad that she came along because I had hundreds of thousands of emails, uh, names and addresses when I first started my fitness business and I never engaged with them because I always thought I was bothering them and I didn't understand this at all. I wish someone could have explained it to me. So what just advice? Called. Just pick I, up the phone. Just I did not know you. What advice would you give to somebody who runs a business in terms of emails? Is email marketing a good thing, bad thing? I mean, they end up in my spam, so I don't really appreciate it the way she does, the way you do. Help me as a small business understand the value of the email. Okay, so so I'll just step back for just one second, and this is a Hannah could ju- certainly jump in as well as an expert in internet marketing as well. Um, the the bottom line is is marketing touches, right? So you so everything you do with your customer is a touch. It's a marketing touch, and email is a great great tool to supplement in some of those touches. So for example, if you did a direct mail piece, that one time direct mail piece, and you send it to someone. You, know, you get sort of a you know, half percent to maybe 2% response rate. But over the continuum of time, seven touches can get you up to 50% response rate with that person because you're staying top of mind. You know, when they're thinking about something and they're like, oh, wow, I just got this email. That's great timing. They'll forward it. They'll share it. They'll take action. And so, so you need to have a variety of marketing touches. And email marketing is here to stay. Uh, certainly in a lot of different demographics more so than others. 
where, where an inbox is, you know, there's an intimate relationship where someone's giving you, like, it's like giving someone your cell phone. You're giving your email address and you're receiving that in your inbox. It stays there. It's not a stream of conversation like a lot of other social channels where if you miss it or you're not on that channel for a few hours, it sort of scrolls on by. And so, so, so it allows you to have those extra touches and, and allow them to take action from, from those communications. And if you do it right and use a service provider like Constant Contact and you put all the, the right hooks in there, an easy way to forward it, an easy way to click to share it on social, an easy way for them to take action with it, then you're just expanding off of your, your, that sphere of influence of your current customer who, guess what, your best prospect is your current customer because of their relationships and being a trusted resource to others to want to tell them about the programming and the things that you're doing. So it's very important to have email in the mix and then ask at every turn for an email address. You know, walk into any business, I ask every single one, do you have a, do you have a list for me to join? Like, oh, we hadn't thought of that. Like today even, people just aren't using every touch with a prospect or customer to capture some information to stay in touch. Interesting. Miss Hannah, welcome to the party. Thank you for having me, ladies. And of course, Alec. It's great to be here with you all. Tell me about your digital world. Well, my digital world began when I was 13 years old. So I'm 23 now, really passionate entrepreneur. My company is called iGen Creative and we build brand identities. So from logos to web design to e-commerce platforms, that's what we do. Really passionate about it. And my journey began as a fashion blogger at a time when I was really sick. I was off school. I was bored, off my mind. And one day I stumbled across a website called blogger.com no idea how I found it and decided to start a fashion blog. And that fashion blog became the catalyst for what I do now because it taught me a skill set. I learned how to build websites. I learned how to build logos. I was curious. I wanted to improve it, make it better. Spent hours and hours in the evening trying to figure out HTML. And basically, I learned how to build my personal brand. And I started leveraging attraction marketing to build a brand that positioned me as one of the leading Irish teenage fashion bloggers. And soon I found myself at events with Boohoo.com, Daniel Wellington, working with those brands, going to Fashion Week in London and Berlin, taking my parents as my hot dates and photographers and figuring it out as I went along. And that was the catalyst. And so I'm really passionate about any entrepreneur, any age, utilizing the tools that we have. And that's one of the reasons I was so curious by McKenna's story, because we have so many resources with our iPhone, with our laptop, whether you're an Android user, to create content. And Alec was talking about touch points. It doesn't matter whether it's email, whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, getting on a Facebook Live. We have the power to share a message. And when you do that and engage with people, they can be inspired and become customers and you can really impact so many lives. So that's that was the catalyst for me. It was a little fashion blog I started back in 2010. Well, it doesn't sound like a little fashion blogger. Any thoughts about that? Well, actually, yeah. I went on to win Best Fashion Blog 2017 at the National Blog Awards. So really? I, um, That's amazing. Yeah, it was, quite, it was quite a cool moment. Unexpected, but a nice accolade to kind of round out that chapter of my life. So what is it that you think that you were doing that got you to that level? What was it about you? I would say that it was passion. I just loved it. I mean, I used to spend hours and hours honing my craft and I invested in a camera right away. I taught everyone that was in my vicinity to how to take my pictures and to, to come with me to these events. And I also started networking when I was 
14, 15 years old, I started going to these events with the top designers, actors, presenters, really out of my comfort zone. Again, that expression, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is so important. And I started to meet these people and share my story and just be authentic and be myself. And it started to engage people. They were curious about me. They wanted to know more. And then um, I just, I kept focused on how could I make my content better and I recognized the brands that I was engaging with most in terms of fashion bloggers were the ones who were sharing their personal brand. And so initially I started writing about fashion events and runway shows and so forth, but I realized, hey, I have to put myself out of my comfort zone. I have to put myself in front of the camera. And I started to do that. And that's something that obviously your story, Forbes, resonates with completely in the sense that you put yourself out there in front of the camera as the opportunity to engage because we are what make whatever product service business we're selling so unique. And sharing that, I think, is what makes, what makes it special. All right, we've got two minutes to our break. Tell me about the summit that you guys are doing and that we're all involved with. Well, we are so excited. Both Alec and I, along with Domingo Silvis, are hosting the Stimulus Summit, Think, Start, Scale. This is a virtual conference where we're bringing together leaders like yourself. We've got some incredible speakers lined up, including Forbes Riley, everybody, the $2.5 billion woman. And we are committed to uniting entrepreneurs, empowering them and equipping them with the skills and strategies and resources they need to make things happen at this time. So whether pandemic or not, how do you take an idea and turn it into a business that is profitable and scalable? That's what we're here to share with you. Alec, you got 30 seconds. Bring it home. Yes, uh, you can register at thestimulussummit.com and we'll look forward to seeing you there. It's go time. All right, you guys, so one more time. The website is? TheStimulusSummit.com. Now, you have a tagline underneath that. What is the tagline? Think, start, scale. I love that. All right, you guys, we'll be right back in a minute. I got to go listen to my Think, Start, and Scale amazing sponsors. We'll be right back. We do hang out live on Facebook, so we don't go away from there. Alec and Hannah, I want to thank you both very much for being part of today's show. And uh, Thank you for having us. The 26th will be my special day. Yes, we can't wait. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to forbes at forbesriley.com now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. All right, well, welcome back. I'm here with the one and only, the amazing Miss McKenna Jax Riley. I don't call you Jax much anymore, do I? Some, some famous person just gave birth to a baby named Jax. J-A-X? Yeah, yeah, hmm. but it's a boy. It's a little baby boy, and I don't remember. It'll come to me in a minute. All right, so McKenna and I, if you've been joining us for the last couple of weeks, are now in the thick of this conversation about building out other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we with for you? Where am I? Where well, am I in what? Well, one of the things is you're now actually working with a VA, and most people don't know what that is. So give a big shout out to Kimberly, our amazing virtual assistant. Yes. What does it mean to hire a virtual assistant? A virtual assistant is the missing piece you didn't know you needed. They <laughs> say that every hero needs a sidekick. Your sidekick will be your VA. A virtual assistant. Now, my virtual assistant, I will say, is the most incredible virtual assistant ever. Um, the fact that... Um, you can go out and hire someone in another country. Um, they're affordable. It's not like paying someone in America $10 an hour, $15 an hour, which is, just doesn't make sense. You can do $5 an hour. Because when you're starting out, you don't have a lot of income. And if you mm-hmm. don't, can't build, and the, the, we should say the scale of living there is just a different price compared to here. Well, the exchange rate's just different. Yeah. So $5 an hour, we think that, oh my God, you're scamming them. Why are you doing that? But then in reality, that's a normal wage there as if right. you were getting $8 an hour here. You know, it's funny because I actually used to sell my fitness products in London and the rate with the exchange rate was two to one, which means if you bought my product here for $20, you would buy it there for $40. And so I remember it was really nice to sell products to England because I would make twice as much selling the same product. And it was not scamming. It was just the exchange rate. It's, it's not scamming. And people always say that. Um, they'll say, well, how much do you pay your employees? How do you, how are you able to afford so many employees when you're just starting off your business? Like, I don't understand that. Or how can you have a virtual assistant to just help you out, just answer emails for you? That must be so expensive. When in reality, it costs $3 an hour. But because the exchange rate, it's like 10, 30,000 pesos or whatever they. It's, 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 it's um, not pesos. Would be no, no it, I thought it was. It starts with a P. Uh, yes, but it's it's not, Filipino no, it's money. Not pesos. Yeah, Mexican. I know. Yeah, right. And I said that. I was like, that's actually, not can right. I share something? I went around. I, if you're old enough to remember, when we went around Europe, Every single country had a different money. Can you imagine that? So if you landed in France, you want to go didn't to Spain, we, you want to go to England, you want wait, to go... but to, didn't we do that when we went? Weren't all the currencies different? Well, at least uh, to England to France. It's always England. England is its own currency always. That's the pound. And uh, then France it, to Spain. Was always different. It, was different. It, it may have just changed when you and I went there because that was... You were, what, No, because I old. remember my... I had a little wallet and it was full of, like, all these different <laughs> monies and... I would pull it out and I'd be like, is this your money? Nope, that's not your currency. Okay. And I would put it in the wallet <laughs> and I'd be waving it like, does this look like what you have? 
Well, because it's hard to, it's, you know, it's funny. You don't think about other bills, but it's very challenging to, I didn't, oh, sorry, I'm trying to turn this off for a second. Ah, uh, what did I do here? I'll turn that off right there. Um, it was very hard. In fact, they don't like to change currencies. They don't change coins when you went from country to country. So I would have a bag of German coins and Swiss coins and French coins. And I all- remember coming back from our travels too. And then we'd end up with all these odd bills and we'd be like, what do we do? And we just throw them in a big bag. Hoping one day that we go back. Now, mm-hmm. I, I've been back to London a lot, but never back to Europe. I went, I went back to Europe. I know. Year. You went back with us. With a bunch of friends. That was a lot of fun. Well, you did a school trip. I never, I couldn't afford that. I never went on a school trip. So. It was actually wildly affordable for everything we did. Yeah, I know. But I, when I was a kid, we were broke. So we didn't do Europe. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so you went to Europe. What's the big, th- now, I was just going to say the point of this was, I never thought I would live to see certain things in my life. One of them is that all the currencies in Europe would be the same. The fact that they could all agree. All of them are the same. They are Well, in, in Western Europe, they are. Okay. And the, these are countries that fought each other in a world war. So the fact that Germany and France and Spain and Italy can all do that. So my thought is, as I'm getting older and you see things completely shift, that's what's happening with COVID. All of a sudden, life is not the same at all as it was. And I'm not thinking it gets to go back, which is going to be an interesting conversation moving forward. What was your trip to Europe like? What was the big thing you learned? Um, That traveling is all I ever want to do. Oh, really? That I went there with my friends and when we were all like, I, we had teachers that came with us, but they were so much fun. They weren't like very stickler teachers. They, we had, we all had fun together and we all went around. We got stuck in Germany. We went. Wait, you got stuck in Germany. Did you not tell your mother this? Um, well, no, we got stuck in Germany because we, we landed in Germany and then we missed our flight because a bunch of us got held at customs. And so we're running. And so half the group made it on the plane to Italy and the other half of us got stuck in Germany. And Why am so, I hearing this for the first time now? You're not. You heard it before. No. Um, uh, the line of communication. <laughs> Come on, communication. Well, no, I didn't even. I, honestly, I honestly didn't. I thought you did France and Spain. I didn't know. No, that. so we got stuck in Germany. Then we went to Italy, and Italy was spectacular. We went to Cinque Terre. Um, we went swimming. In the, uh, it was just, it was incredible. And then we went to, um, we went to France, mm-hmm. and we got, we got to spend. The cool thing about this trip was we got to spend seven hours in Nice, and we could do whatever we wanted. They were like, just be back here at six. And we were like, okay, sweet. And so we just went around and we explored the entire town. We hopped on trains. We got food. And all we had to do was be back. And that's what we did every Did everybody end up coming back? Yeah. And I mean, I, sometimes people were like, they were like, I can't find my way back. Like, yeah. we, we went to Spain and okay. we're in Barcelona. Now, Barcelona is a very um, scary town to be in when you're a young girl. Because there's a lot of oh, really weird now, stuff I'm happening again, all the time. This for the first time. Um, it's just like, uh, it's a very, it's a cool, it's an amazing town, a city. Like it was awesome going there, but, um, we all got separated one day. I was with a group of girls and we got separated and, um, I was lost for two hours and I couldn't figure out where I was. My phone was almost dead. I was looking at the map. I'm like, I don't even know where to meet. And then this guy on the bicycle comes by and I was like, I had, I, all I had was 15, um, uh, whatever the money yeah, is. Yeah, whatever the money. I only had 15 left because it was like the last day when we were leaving. And so I was like, please take me to that statue. And he was like, I, I cannot do that. And I'm like, you've got to take me to this statue. Like, you don't understand. And I was like, I'll sing you a song 
if you if you take me to the statue and he was like you sing and dance and I was like okay so I just I sung around singing like twinkle twinkle little stars and like any little song I could think of and he was like all right I don't know why you're doing that and he <laughs> I took me to the statue were you by yourself or were you with someone else um I was I was by myself I got lost are you okay are you freaking kidding me no I didn't tell you that find them well no what happened was I was waiting for everybody on the beach and I I got I was talking to I was sitting at a kind of like a beachside bar and I was waiting for everybody to come because they were getting their stuff together and I was like all right I'll wait for you guys um because I went to the bathroom and then I was with um, a friend of mine she went back to get her stuff and then they just like never came back and so I was sitting there, I was talking and I realized like an hour or two had passed and I was like oh you do know that oh, like God. if he taking you i'd never see you it, again. Uh, okay first off we were a very populated town and it was a bike like they pay you paid bicycle but he was like oh no 30 and i was like i don't have 30 dollars oh, okay i see what you're saying okay because i'm no, it's not a- just a random i wasn't just like hey <laughs> give me a ride i'm getting a little nervous but it's already after the fact yeah no but it was um it was a lot of fun i just i didn't want to leave me and my friends were like we should Whoa. just sneak away let's not get on the plane um, but that's, that's truly my motivator behind doing internet marketing. I want to travel to 184 countries. Wow. All right. How many have you been to so far? Oh, I don't know. Probably about Quite 10. A few. Yeah, maybe, maybe you've been a couple. How mm-hmm. was China? China was fun. Um, we have to, I have to, we can't travel now though, can we? Like we can't. You know what sucks is coronavirus is really the poor man's virus. Because oh, all well. these rich people are going to Paris and going to Hawaii and going anywhere in the world That's they true. want. Kylie Jenner just shot things, something from Paris. I can't mm-hmm. leave the country, but Kylie can. How is that? Because she's got a private plane. If you've got a private plane, you can go wherever you want. If you have a private plane, it doesn't carry Corona? Actually, in this year alone, private plane sales shot up 194%. Don't you love that a 17-year-old knows that? I like to read. I, you also like private planes. Yeah. But I'd like to know what's happening. Actually, uh, what's really kind of um, funny about private flying is that a lot of people don't know how actually how affordable it actually is. Like, it's not thousands and thousands of dollars. It's a not? plane ticket. No, to fly to like, if you want to go to Europe on a, a plane, it actually might cost less than doing a business class seat. Wow. Like if you did, um, we need to make some more money. Like if you did smart jets or something, or and I know, and okay, so the one upside to doing private planes, and everybody, you don't think like this, is that first off, you're not buying the whole, like you're not paying for the entire plane, you're paying for a seat on the plane. So then that means other people who fly private will get on that plane, which means you have a very good chance of meeting someone extremely successful because only very successful people fly on private planes. So it's a great way to network. Um, you can come and go whenever you please. That's if you own it. But it's just, I think, a much more enjoyable experience. And if, you, or if you're someone who flies a lot, all the private plane companies have subscription plans mm-hmm. where you can pay for the year and then you fly as much as you want, wherever you want. And if you're flying like every other week, you'll end up costing them money. So that, there's actually this one guy, um, I think it was American Airlines or Delta, they did this deal for $200,000 unlimited flights. Whenever you wanted, you could go wherever. And he um, he flew everywhere. Like every week he was on a plane and he actually ended up costing the money that they had to revoke it from him and then give him part of his money back because he was costing them so much money. You know, there used to be uh, a flight that you could take around the world. You would buy a around the world ticket and you had 15 stops as long as you kept going in the same direction. 
that was actually one of my fantasies when you guys were little, because I have twins. I, I wanted to just hire a, a tutor and go literally around the world with the two of you. And just, the last singers did that. I know they did. Yeah, we did have friends who actually did that. I thought, did, have you talked to them about it? Yeah, they, um, the one highlight for, um, they have three boys and they got to eat a monkey in Africa. Okay, not what I want to hear. That's not a highlight. That's nasty. They were raving about it. No, that one's no, not that bad. Uh, no, no, sorry. No dogs, no monkeys, no animals that look back at me and I can see their little faces looking really cute. Horse. No, oh, stop, 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 stop. No, no, no. no duck. Horse. No, I don't need ducks. I don't know horses. I don't even really like I chickens. I didn't say who. I said cow. You like. You said chicken. Chickens have faces. I have three chickens. You did have three. By the way, we, oh, that's, <laughs> we did have three chickens. We, we couldn't eat chicken for a long time. It was very hard that's, to eat. True. That's true because you kept thinking I they were still their cousins. Ate chicken for dinner. No. They're not their cousins. I I looked at them and saw their little family, and I was like, okay, I won't eat any of you guys. <laughs> but I'll eat your babies. I will eat your. We ate their eggs. Well, yeah, but they weren't fertilized. Right, I know. And if we didn't eat their eggs, I mean, each of them they do an egg a day. Oh, I mean, but they also did. They were Easter chickens. They actually laid colored well, eggs. Two of them were Easter egg chickens, and we get like blue eggs, and the yolks were so yellow. It's nothing. There is nothing like raising your own animals because you get to feed them with protein and things that are, are essentially going to make your food better. So, like, if we had decided to eat the chickens. Oh, no, no. They would have been good chickens. No, but you, you couldn't even give them away. You, uh, you were so attached to your chickens. I love them. How do you love a chicken? Because they were, like, my friends. Okay, that's... I'm like a chicken. <laughs> we know we would hang out. Like, we would sit on the lawn chairs and they would sit with me. And I took them swimming one time. I had one, one of my chickens. <laughs> well, oh, um, I had one named Ruby, and we called her the Gentle Giant, and she, like, started sinking. Um, <laughs> but we had one called Easter, and she would pop, um, pop into the pool and, like, flop around. I actually at one point thought it was kind of nasty, though, because don't they have, like... Something like that. Now, we grew up with dogs. I had a dog my entire childhood. Don't no know, I'm going to do this publicly. No we had a do- I, why? I had a dog my entire life. I had Snoopy from the time I was eight years old to 25, 17 years. Then we had Peeve, my pet Peeve, our pet Peeve. You loved Peeve, didn't you? Yeah, I loved Peeve because I didn't have to take care of him. Well, you don't. Listen- I can barely take care of myself. How can you expect me to take care of an animal? And then if you have one dog, it's very, I, in my mind, it's very cruel to have one had, dog. We had two you dogs. Need two dogs. Right. And so now you have two dogs, and then they only live for so long, and it's a huge emotional strain. And then whenever you think about them, you get sad and photos. And I, you know what the best? My favorite dogs are friends' dogs. You get oh to no, go, no, you no, have no, fun no. That, with that, them. no, no, no. And then when they're like, when their mom goes, take the dog out for a walk, wash the dog. You're like, okay, have fun. I'll we watch had you do it. Okay, we had the best behaved dogs ever. You could shoot Peeve, and what would happen? He would spin in a circle and drop. He would do a whole death scene, yes. And then you could also put a little treat in front of him and Safi. What would they do? Um, no, you put them on their noses. Yeah, and they would sit there and just wait until we gave them a specific command. I love doing that. I miss my dog. All right, so if you're watching, uh, Kim has four dogs. What kind of dog should we oh, get? Wow. I no. want a dog. No, I do. Well, I can't have a fish because I cooked your fish um, by accident. You cannot get a dog. I'm Why? Sorry. Just like a little one that just like sits right here, you know, kind of like has a little face and just looks so cute. Dogs are so sweet. And they are. you can, um, I totally like fostering dogs. You want to babysit a dog? Oh, then I would get too attached to the dog and I would hate that. I have to lose. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, that's the goal of fostering dogs. That's why they do it. Well, <laughs> but it's like fostering kids. I don't want to give you back. Maybe I have to give you back now. Birth me. I did birth you. Give me back to who? I don't know. Anybody want McKenna? No, that's not true. I take cancel, cancel. Everybody wants McKenna. 
Everybody wants me. Build out your company. You did build out my company. Let me live with you. All right. Is that all you want? Someone to live with you? No. Did you ever see that book, by the way, where I drew a picture of your brother in it? The top one? Yes. So uh, we've got three minutes you to our next a break. boy. No, I didn't you actually. never talked about an amazing daughter. I did, actually. You, I'm sorry. You didn't see that. Actually, right back here. This is a book, the What Do You Want book that I created all these things that I wanted in to have a husband and a beautiful daughter. Yeah, but like, what about the rest of me? What do you mean? Like, I'm in marketing and. I'm so smart. Baby, when I wrote this book, I said I wanted a camcorder, okay? <laughs> I mean, a camcorder. And I did. I, we talked about what do you want. And I wanted, it's funny, have you read some of this? I wanted a camcorder because I wanted to record the events of my life. Video is great. They only cost $1,000, and I deserve to be able to film and record things. I also wanted a CD player. It's a, a CD, a stereo with a CD player. That so, just shows how old you are. That's how old I am. Thank you very much. All right, well, that, on that note, uh, I'm going to have to hang up and go somewhere else. <laughs> I've learned a lot from you. There's a big age difference. There's 42 years difference between us. You know that? Yeah, because you had us at 42. That's how the math works. All right. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Your final year of school is happening right now. How's it going? I don't know. Ask other kids. I haven't even looked at it. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, I've looked at it. I have. It's really hard to run a business and do school. And if we had some more time, I would talk about my struggles. But Well, we um, do. We're going to go back in two minutes. We're going to actually oh. come back. And what we're going to share with you guys is how you can make money online. McKenna's got some killer strategies. I love being her mom. Uh, she yells at me sometimes. We don't have enough mother-daughter time. We certainly have enough CEO employee time. And I won't tell you which direction that goes. She's like, every night after work, after work, after work. Um, what we need to do, we do recap meetings. We do strategy meetings three times a week. You can't just work in your business. You need to work on your business. But I'm bummed. All right, so after this break, if you want to learn how to make money, and no joke, McKenna's made six figures in just the last eight weeks running a, a company that she started that you can do too. We'll even give you a, a link that if you like what we're doing, you can tell people about it and make money because you shared it. That's probably the coolest thing. In fact, in the minute that I've left, write this down. Get a pen www.affiliatewithforbes.com. You actually get 100% of the money when people come to my first class. You get paid and I don't. I don't know how that's fair, but it seems to be fair Affiliate for you. Affiliate has two eyes, by the way. Everyone seems to forget that. And Affiliate does have two eyes. I have an eye, you have an eye, and I will see you in just a minute. Is that good? Well, that was good. All right, we'll be back right after a message from these sponsors. You're listening to Forbes Factor with Forbes Riley and now her daughter, McKenna Riley. Don't go away. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. And we are back for the last segment of today's show. We promised that we're going to teach you guys how to make some money. Raise your hands if you want to make some money. Go, yay, yay. Okay, I didn't really understand the power at all. Easy it can be to make money online until this little girl took off from school this summer and said, you know what, I'm going to focus on us. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. What's one of the easiest ways of you to tell somebody right now how they could make some extra money online? Well, if you want to make $19 in the next hour, be an affiliate to us. Okay, so let's explain that a little bit more. So affiliate marketing, a lot of people, um, you've probably heard of it. If you haven't, affiliate marketing is essentially selling someone else's product or service, and then you get a commission for it. Now, wait, before you say that, if you've ever been out to a restaurant and you had a great meal, you tell your friends about it. Oh, you're going to say that? Okay, no, go ahead and you do it. No, no, you go. You do the movie one. All right, so if you went out to a great meal and you tell your friends and they go also to that restaurant, does the restaurant send you a check or a free meal? No, they don't. I'm out in a movie. Um, no. If you go see a movie and it's, you love it, you tell your friends, Paramount Studios does not send you a check. Not that they're, but if you're on the internet and you find a company like mine or a couple of others and you tell somebody about it and they buy what we're selling, we will pay through you. A link. Through a link. That's one thing to remember. Now, why is the link important? So affiliate marketing, the way it works, and it works this way for pretty much every company, is you, they give you a link. And this link will track that individual to know that they need to commission you that money. And the cool thing about that is when people come through that link, and I'm not saying all companies, the way it works for us, is if they buy that $19 initial product, anything else they buy from us, you will receive a commission on if we offer it in our commission plan. Which pretty much means you make money in your sleep and it's free to sign up with us. We don't and charge you And that's the one thing that everyone's like, they always ask me, McKenna, I don't have a product. I don't have a business. I don't know what to do. You don't need any of that. Just become an affiliate to someone else's and all you have to do is market it and they do everything else. Now, the really cool part about this little plan that we've got, it's designed to help you guys. So number one, if you sign up for free, you get to talk about, hey, I just met Forbes McKenna. They do this crazy class on Sundays. You should come visit them. It's $19. Usually people have $19 they can spend. You will get all of that money. We don't get it. And then every time somebody buys anything else from us, we then send you checks. 
But here's the really cool thing. Now smart she is, don't let her hear that. But she also teaches you how to do this because you don't just have to do our products. You could, there's a lot of people out there, if you love something, if you love a certain kind of car, a certain kind of uh, makeup, if you love a, you contact that company and odds are you can also affiliate with them too. Or be a brand ambassador. We have people who are making $100,000 a month. They don't even own their own products. Because mm-hmm. when you look at affiliate marketing and they go, oh my God, well, you can't make $100,000 with us currently. That's not realistic, but you can if you're selling a course. If mm. you find a course, a marketing course, or here's what I would recommend when you're looking to be an affiliate. Now, obviously, become an affiliate to us because it's an easy five sales of a $19 product, and that's $95 in your pocket. But if you are someone who loves fitness or loves books or loves um, Facebook, and you talk about it on your Facebook and you kind of start to brand yourself as someone, and I'm going to use fitness as an example, and you start to brand yourself as a fitness expert, expert and lover, and you talk about all the time, you talk about how to stay nutrition, um, what you can do is you go and affiliate to a fitness company. So this would either be an app, a course, um, their product, you could sell their product. Um, what's, there's tons of companies that set, um, they do monthly subscriptions for powders, um, for weight loss powders. And people may, they kill it because all you have to talk about is this is what I use and direct them to your link. And then that company does everything in their power to keep that person in, to keep the emails, to give them their product. They do all the fulfillment, the support emails. And all you did is give them a customer. I don't think people realize how many people around us are not working as hard as some of us. They literally get checks in the mailbox. So Dr. Kim writes, I got my check from Forbes Riley in her PayPal account. Thank you very much. Congratulations. All she yes, did- and with our affiliate program. Um, a lot of people have been talking. Now, when you, get, when you are part of an affiliate program, and this goes for pretty much every affiliate program, it takes 30 to 90 days for uh, the, the company to pay you the money because they have to wait for chargebacks or if someone refunds to make sure the sale is final so they don't overextend themselves. But they, we, so we, but they do pay. And we they do, do pay. Yeah. All pay and we pay. We always are paying our affiliates. We never have any intention. I know there was a lot of misconception about that just for people who are part well, of we just, Well, we just started. So everything had to be 30 days out. And that's, you know what? And that's fine. We are definitely getting started with that. But again, People don't realize, you know, one, you get interest, maybe where you own a stock and you get some dividends, whether you own a property and your Airbnb, but people, a lot of people are getting money that they're not physically working for per hour. And that is your goal. Well, it is your goal because there are pretty much every um, kind of software you use online has a subscription model. You have to pay $97 a month, $200 a month, $10 a month, whatever it might be. If you, in a lot of those softwares, if you get someone into that software, they'll give you a percentage of that every single month. I've been part of a software company that I've been with for five years. And I know the person who got me into that program, who gets the affiliate money every single month. They get $40 a month for the last five years. And if they do that for 10 people, that means they're getting $400 a month just for doing nothing, for saying introducing somebody to something. So that's definitely available to you guys. Mm -hmm. And that is why affiliate marketing is, you should never have any excuse to be broke because affiliate marketing is a thing. All right. So this weekend, uh, I know you, a lot of you are going to hear it live. You might be hearing this recorded, but if you're hearing this live, this weekend is what I call breakthrough weekend, Friday and Saturday. And I do an amazing two-day training that tens of thousands of people have been through in the last 20 years. McKenna, what's your impression of why somebody would need a breakthrough? 
Well, when the breakthrough trainings first started, she's been doing them forever. I only thought that certain people needed them. I didn't, I was like, everybody doesn't need that. Everyone's not emotionally hurt. They didn't have something. And then I attended a couple of them. Like I would say, I would help out with the event. And I truly 100% believe that every single person in the world needs a breakthrough because something has happened in your life that you don't even realize is stopping you from doing something, from holding you back from something. It is such a well worth experience to go through because when I say every single person who's gone through it, thanks us. They go, this will forever change my life. I've never done something before that will actually leave an impact farther than a month out. The people who go through breakthrough, they're never the same. The way they look at life, the way they interact with people, the way they look at their own lives is not the same because it's just a shift in mindset. Now you may say, well, I'm the most successful person. Nothing's bad ever happens to me. And it's not true. It's really not true. It's interesting from a 17-year-old's perspective to hear that. Well, there's always, it's either some people, their, their big emotional is that they were raped or molested when they were a child and other people where their parents told them they weren't good enough no matter what the scale is it doesn't matter if it's the most traumatic thing ever or if it's something that just really hurt you you don't even realize that it's stopping you from what you're trying to get to that that there's a mental block that's physically stopping you and so breakthrough helps to identify that release it overcome it and to move on that's the big part to move on and everybody who goes through it because like they reach this like level of success. They look different. They feel different. They talk different. And I talked to people and you did breakthrough like five years ago. I don't know, a very long time ago. And a lady came over after she went through it and she was completely different. She was talking about how her business is successful, that this would have never happened without it. And that was really just like, wow, everybody does actually need this training. And it's not like, I'm not trying to sell you on something. It's right. that it's like if just- you're ready if, there, if there's something stopping you, and I, and I want to say, and I'm not saying this, it's everybody has this, but a huge majority of us do. If there's something stopping you or you just want, if you're ready for a change, this is a change that you didn't really even know you needed, that you need. So I'm sitting here as a very proud mama going, wow, because she's 17 years old. I deal with a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who have, if they could have understood what she's witnessed and had their own breakthrough at a younger age, and maybe you're one of them, your entire life would be different. Uh, Because one of the things is when you hold on to stuff, you tend to go into every new relationship holding on to that same amount of baggage. Mm -hmm. So if it's a new love relationship and you've been burned so many times, you dump all that on the next relationship. And when it doesn't work, you're like, oh, that's just me. It never works. Well, that's not true. It's based on things that could easily be erased. Um, How do you feel about the concept that memories are not real? Oh, I 100% believe that. Really? Well, oh, yeah, I did something. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, your memories aren't real. You, we have, so much stuff happens. Your brain only has a certain capacity for everything. So when something happens, you, you, you're the way your thought process works and the, way, the reason you think the way you do is because every single little moment in your life since the day you were born, things that you can't even remember, have shaped your thought process. So when, you, when something happens, so if a car got hit in front of us and it blew up. Her thought process would be, oh, wow, I hope they're okay. Um, look at that car. My thought was, I'm never getting in a car again. That was the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And now I never get into a car. I live my life at home. I'm sheltered because I'm scared of a car accident. Well, she went, how can I help? What can I do? Let me be there for them. And, gave, and that's just two different ways to look at that. 
but she'll look back on that and go, I helped those people. I can do this, that we're all in this together, whatever kind of thing you grab out of that memory. And my memory could be cars are horrible and we're all going to die in them. It always ends badly. And then that shapes the rest of your life until someone tells you, McKenna, that's not true. Cars are not bad. That was one experience. And let's get over this. Let's tell, let's show you what is you're missing. And so to just change that thought process into really just remember that what you think when you saw something is not always exactly what happened. It's just what you drew away from what was happening. I have never heard that analogy before. You made that up on your own. Yeah, I just thought of it. Yeah, I know. But it's really brilliant. Um, you're turning into quite an amazing teacher. That's what you're going to do with your life? You going to, you, we have two minutes left to close. You're going to, you're going to go to college? What are you going to do? Am I going to go to college? Yeah. Um, well, um, I think it was Ari Gold. Um, he told me, now he hangs out with like Post Malone or whatever, but um, he told me you yeah. should go to college until you are making so much money you can't afford to stay in college. And um, I'm getting at the point where I can't afford to stay in high school. So college <laughs> is um, college is interesting, but what I learned from and what I've been doing the research is they teach you theory. They always say, if you want to learn business, go join a business and learn it. You're not going to learn how to run a business in college. You're going to teach you theory and um, what can happen in terms. And I was like, well, okay, I want to go learn finance. I started doing the accounting for us because you can never trust anybody. (laughs) Um, And so I've been doing budget sheets and I'm looking and I looked up like, what would they teach in finance? Because I'm literally, I'm building a budget sheet. I'm doing marketing. How much we have employees? How much do each their salaries? And I was looking at what the curriculums are. I'm like, they don't even teach that. And then I was like, how do I even know how to do this? And then um, (laughs) I was like, I just, college is a nice idea. And I would really love to network. And my parents, thankfully, stored away um, money for me to go to college. And Gary V said, if your parents gave you money to go to college, take the four-year vacation. So, but you don't need it for your vacation. Not in today's day and age. That'll just, why would I want you to stop? Well, I'm definitely not going to college if it's virtual. It completely defeats the point of college. You don't go to college just to learn. They teach you theory. You go to college to meet people, to make connections, to make lifelong connections. And the way you do that is in your classes. When you're in class with people, you you become friends with them. And um, that's why I want to go to college. I want the connections. I want to meet people. Um, I want to go to a good college because I want to meet equally as good people. Not good, but like, People who are going to become successful. Well, I want to say hi to Mark, Miss Mattis, Sally, and Tyler. I haven't seen Tyler in forever. Mwah. Sending you lots of love. Listening to her is making me smarter. I think we need to start McKenna Riley's College. You did start a religion when you were in grade school. Remember that? Yeah. And people, you actually started your own religion. Everybody had to wear M on their hand. What was that about? Well, I got in seventh grade now. I don't have enough time to talk about it, but I got really caught up over the idea of religion and like how that all worked. And I was like, you know what? Of people trying to tell me that you can't have an abortion. Oh, okay, well, okay. Anyway, we just went to that very okay. We just went very close. We have one the minute. The way I did was I tried to prove a point with that, and I <laughs> made my own religion. McKenna religion, no college. If you want to hear more about this outrageous teenager, tune in next week for the next edition of Forbes Factor, uh, right here on Voice America. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> you be very careful what you say. Everybody's listening. You know that. But I, I believe in certain things, and I will speak up about them. All right, so. give me five. There you go. I know, I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. I, I'm totally there with you. Uh, Sally feels smarter now. I do. I think the engineers in Voice America are like, wow, maybe we need to give the kid the show. All right. To everybody listening, I want to thank you so very much from my heart. Stay safe. Stay home, I guess. 
Uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you want to reach out to us on Facebook, I still answer my own social media and I'm there for you when you need it. I'll see you again next week. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.